<laughs> hey, this is Kara from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> this is the expecting aerialist. Yeah. Oh, and we have a bean here. Who are we with? Digitant Podcasts. Digitant Podcasts. And Bean, are you the youngest podcaster ever? Yeah. Yeah. Are you good at it? No. Oh, yes, you are. Yeah. I... Yeah. You are. No. Yeah. Um, all right, my friends. Before we get started, roll it out. Sundays and Tuesday nights. Um, it's your answer to when and how you're going to get this rolling done. Just a, a peanut and a roller is all you need. Uh, we use a yoga block sometimes, and we hit the floor together um, on Zoom. And it is, it's a party. Um, also, I have some new stuff that I'm cooking. It's cooking hot in the kitchen. Yeah. We go to twin. Hey, uh uh-uh. uh. Don't hold the mic, please. Okay, so we are gonna do some really new cool stuff. I, I'm cooking some stuff in the kitchen of Ariel stuff, and I will announce that soon. Today we have Lizana Vasquez, and she and her husband own Vasquez Integral Arts in Las Vegas. They have, they are the saints of the world. They teach kids. The circus arts. Um, I do not teach kids. We all know this. Uh, I should stay far away from kids that are not my own when teaching, I think. Um, oh, oh. Um, all right. So she's a mama of twins. Lizana. She's a mama of twins. She 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 jumps into caw here and there. Her, her twin. She's got a boy and a girl. And uh, she also, uh, she knows our friend Sarah Romanowski. They met each other doing what um, and boys and an awesome job in San Diego. What, what boys and girls? Boys and girls. She has a little boy and a little girl that are twins, which means they're both what, in the belly what, at the same what time. What name are they? Oh, you know what? It's not off the top of my head right now. But um, should the listeners listen to this interview? Yeah. Yeah. Can you say, let's get started? Let's get started. Lizana, I I don't I don't know you, but um, our mutual friend Sarah Romanowski, she basically was like, "Hey, Kara, you need to interview this woman, Lizana. She's a badass aerialist, and she's a badass mama, and you should reach out to her." I was like, "Let's do it." So that's how this started. Thank you to Sarah. That's very sweet of her. Yeah. So um, if you would just introduce yourself to the audience. Um, just uh, who you are, a little bit about your family, where you live, what you do, and then I'll just like jump in. Absolutely. My name is Lisana Vasquez, and I live in Las Vegas with my husband and two two-year-old twins. They just turned two in June, and uh, we're in the Henderson Green Valley area, and um, we run a circus and performing arts program, so we're teaching a lot of classes. Um, I'm doing some on-call performing and um, we are, we're here, we're, we're making it work day by day, trying our best. Oh my God, what's your school? It's called VIA, which is Vasquez Integral Arts. And we have classes for all the way from mommy and me to adults. So we do aerial, acrobatics. Uh, our goal is to teach the kids what, what it is to be an artist, like the privilege of the life that we lead and how to present yourself on stage and backstage as well, you know, teaching them all the, the good aspects of being an artist and how performing can, can give you a wonderful life. Is there, is there a lot of that in, in Vegas, like kids, kids circus? 
there's because some there's not in LA actually yeah yeah so there's some kids circus um I haven't heard of another place doing mommy and me circus classes and kids as young as we have a class for the age range between four and six and I really start to teach them tricks on like hammock and silks so I feel like we reach out to a group of parents that want their kids to start a little bit early and not only learn the technique, but also learn the creativity that comes along with it. Because it's not like gymnastics, right? You're not in that box of I have to learn A, B, and C trick. So I try to give them a little leeway with their creativity, like show me some creative legs or maybe make a goofy face ring when you're on the silks. So I try to make it fun while teaching them the real basics, like a good technique, a good fundamentals and background so that if later they want to keep pursuing it, they have a good base to work off of. I think it is... uh so difficult to teach kids personally. Like I teach and I choose not to teach kids anymore because it's so hard. But then I think that's a special skill. And I learn every time I teach, every time I have a class, either something went really well and I'm like, great, let's use that next time or something not so much. And uh, we won't do that again. So you learn every time and you kind of learn how kids, kids react to what you say. If you say things in a different way, they respond better. So I'm still learning every time I teach, I'm, I'm learning something new and it's uh yeah, it's challenging, but it's really rewarding. And especially when you see the parents, you know, they're like so happy. Oh, thank you. You know, my daughter had such a fun time and she's learning this and she's getting more confidence as she goes along that hear that a lot. You know, my daughter used to be so introverted and not able to pe- speak to other people. And now look at her. She's performing in your shows that you, that your showcases that you put on and she's making friends and um, she's more open. I hear that a lot. So um, yeah, that's uh that's nice to hear, especially from the parents. Cause you know, now that I'm a mom, I can relate because you just want the best for your kids. You really want the best. And I want to give them the best. My husband as well, he teaches classes. So we just want to give them the best environment and um, provide what we can and also share our experiences. Like we, you know, we both artists. my husband's from the circus. So he's fourth generation circus. And so he grew up in it and um, we just want to share how special it is with them and our experiences like, oh, we do this because, hey, when you get this contract and you're backstage, you're going to have to make it work like this, or you have to be flexible or, you know, just share our experiences so that if they go out and, and do shows or gigs later, that they're, they're prepared. I hear about these like fourth, fifth generation circus people. And to me, that's just so in- interesting. So in right. your husband's case, like what were the apparatuses? Like what, what got passed down? His mother did about 15 acts. So she was, she was amazing. So she um, was very petite. So of course she was top of the pyramid getting thrown around. She did slack wire. She did high wire. She did acrobatics, trampoline. Um, Her specialty was a hair hang. So that did not get passed down to my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And to me, never, my hair could not um, sustain that. (laughs) And so what, what's, what's his act? or acts. He does hand to hand. He grew up, he did gymnastics and then he went into doing um, trapeze. His family, he's from the Vasquez family. So, you know, a long line of, of trapeze artists. And he did some of that and he did Chinese pole, a lot of acrobatic shows like that. And then um, he wanted to do a duo hand to hand act. That was his goal. And he met his partner. They started working together and they worked for 10 years all throughout Europe. I mean, contract after contract. Wow. To, to Matt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Oh my so God. He had, had a, a very impressive career. <laughs> and how did you guys meet? We met in San Diego doing SeaWorld. <gasps> oh, is that how you know Christian and Sarah? 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. you guys did, what is the show? What is the name of that? Here's my bean here. You want to say hi, bean? You want to say hi to the listeners? How are you? Say hi to the listeners. No, no, no. It's oh, a podcast. So you ha- well, you have to just, oh, did you sneeze on me? You want to say hello? Hello. Hello. Hi, you are so beautiful. Look at you. How are you doing this morning? What are you up to? Uh, well, eating breakfast and trying to pull, keep it together while mama records a podcast. But uh, oh, we have a friend. We breakfast, have a- that's good because we've been struggling with eating breakfast lately. <laughs> oh my God. What is the name of that show in, uh, in San Diego? There's a couple. So there used to be, okay, so there was Cirque du La Mer, which is yes. the one that's okay. on the bay. Yeah, which is the one that um, Christian was in and then Sarah as well. Um, I was there 2011. I did Silks, um, but I was also doing the Blue Horizon show at the same time. So it was like a busy summer. I was working seven days a week, you know, really like it was one of my first like real contracts because, you know, I had a late start in circus. I was a gymnast all my life. That was that was my. When did you when did you start circus? Um. 2009 I started like really training and really saying hey you know I want to do this that's me ish like 2007 I started and then I trained for four years before working yeah and then um I ended up working first at Legoland um doing that stunt show out there and then SeaWorld got Blue Horizons which is the dolphin show and then did Cirque du Lemaire the summer of 2011 which is the summer that I met my husband Adam so Sarah was doing that show. Were you, were you in the air with her when it comes to like two silks synchro? No. So when I was there, they had silks in the center and I did like a solo silks that over the water in the center. And then there were other aerial points on the sides doing net at the time, but Sarah did it a different year than me. So we didn't do the same summer together. Oh, you guys, you guys did the same act actually then because not maybe, maybe not the same moves, but the same role in the show. Maybe I remember her telling me during that time because we were friends and I remember her telling me that she had to swim out into the bay. Yeah, no, I never got wet. Thank God. Okay. So <laughs> I, got, I was in the center one. So I got like tracked on out nice and dry. And then I did my little number and then tracked on back nice and dry because man, I am not a water person. <laughs> okay. So the year that the years plural that Sarah was doing it, she had to swim out into the bay. Oh yeah. She had to get into a wrist loop and then get pulled up with water just flying everywhere but now she's doing a whole act wet and I'm like what yeah and it's freezing San Diego's not always sunny well and then there's wind right Mm -hmm. a lot of wind yeah the silks weights in the silks because the silks would fly horizontally in the wind so we had to put little sandbags at the end (laughs) okay but then now the silk is heavier yeah but it's okay it was fine it was fine. Okay. Um, yeah, better than trying to like climb horizontally and grab it with your feet or like it's flying away from you when you're trying right. to reach. Yeah. That, it was better to just put some weights in there. Yeah. And then, and then cut to when my, my students, you know, are in a salto position, they're holding the tail or they're on the top of a star and they're trying to hold the tail. They're like, it's so right. heavy. And you're it's so like, heavy. Oh, and I'm like, no, it's not. You're fine. You're fine. Put your big girl pants on. Please. Yeah. Please. Um, <laughs> Okay, it's all coming together now. Yes, so yeah. you guys met, and then you you moved to Vegas together. Did you live there before? He was already living here. Him and his family have been here since '94, so a long time. 
I was still in San Diego. So that first year or so we were going back and forth, seeing each other in San Diego, or I'd come to Vegas. And, you know, I love working at SeaWorld, but I felt like um, I just wanted to challenge myself more in my career. So Adam said, Hey, you know, take a leap of faith, come to Vegas, and then just, just make it work. (laughs) So came to Vegas and um, it was nice because I got a chance to be close to his family. Like I would drive his mom to work and we would have a coffee like almost every morning. So that was super sweet to really like dive right in and become a part of his family. I mean, they welcomed me with open arms. So I, I, I can't say any, any more how much I love them because um, they've just, yeah, opened their arms to me in, in the family. So um, when I moved here, of course, you know, I didn't have a job right away and two weeks in, I was like, "Ah, I don't have a job. What am I doing? And I was like auditioning for everything, everything. The year 2012, I had already auditioned for Search Slay and um, got into their database, yada, yada, you know, along with another million people. So you never know what's going to come of it. But when I moved to Vegas, I reached out and said, hey, I'm in Vegas. Is there anything that's, that's opening up? And they were starting Light Night Club. They were doing their second casting for Light Night Club at Mandalay Bay. So yeah. you did you work so, with uh, Tanya? Tanya, Tanya Holt? No. Okay. She might have been, been part of the, the first cast. So they had like two castings and I hopped in on that second casting. So I auditioned. And then um so I auditioned and then I started that in 2013, it was. Yeah. So it wasn't too long after I moved to Vegas that I, you know, thank God got the job there. And man, that contract was amazing. Amazing, amazing. Really? Yeah. Like when you're in, when you're in a contract, you know, sometimes you're always like, oh, the grass is green. You're like, oh, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. But I look back and I'm like, man, we had it so good. It was such a good contract. The people that I work with there were just extremely talented and respectful and fun. And we were always creating, doing new acts and new vignettes and new costumes. And we did a bunch of different apparatuses. It was, it was amazing. And you're in a nightclub. So, you know, everyone's having fun. So it's kind of like you get to go out every night. I mean, you're working, but it was great. It was fun. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil nightclub, which is no longer, right? No longer. Yep. Oh, that's sad when, when good clubs like, well, it's also sad when they're around and they shouldn't be, but like, you know, when they're at their heyday, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was like, a, it was a two year run, which is good for a club, oh, you know, yeah. a two year run, and then, okay, everybody, we move on to something else. And then, you know, then they opened up another club. And so it's a cycle. Oh my God. Okay. So you were, you were uh, part-time or dropping into a show now? Now? Yeah. I'm over at Ka at MGM. Oh my God. When I first saw Ka, like my mouth was open the whole time. You should see backstage. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine like the, Man, the choreography those... backstage must be yeah. just as much as on stage, right? Oh yeah. I always say like they could sell tickets backstage because those texts working is like, wow, like clockwork puzzle pieces. Like it's amazing. I'm still, I'm impressed all the time. And I work Well, there. I mean, that stage is just like, mm-hmm. it's listeners, incredible. if you've never seen Ka, just like, like, go I mean the whole stage basically is a lifts and revolves and everything and how does one even um get trained on that show on the wall um specifically you just you start slow you know like anything and so the wall has different planes so it can be like at an angle that's not as scary to start to learn some of the tricks and then you go more towards like the show angle that it would be in in real time in show. So you just go trick by trick. And um, there are different tracks that 
that they put people into. And yeah, I mean, it's like anything step by step. Yeah, but they have it like an oiled machine, I'm sure, because training yeah. for that show is not the same as training for a show that doesn't that has a stage that doesn't move, obviously. Um, yeah, no, there are, yeah, there are a lot of factors that go into it and safety factors. And <clears throat> yeah, they go step by step and make sure you do all the safety trainings, you know how to drop into the airbag and et cetera. What do you, uh, what do you mostly do in the show? I do a lot of harness work. I do hoop and some character work and then some cues. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. And let's talk about these kiddos. See, you had twins, which like when I, before I had a kid, I didn't think about the logistics of that so much, <laughs> but, but then I had a kid yeah. and my kid didn't sleep. Yeah. She didn't want to sleep. Uh, I never thought to myself, oh, I want to co-sleep. I want my baby in my bed with me. No, never thought, had those thoughts. But I didn't have a mm -hmm. choice because unless she was on my skin, she wouldn't sleep. Yeah. And was that when she was like an infant or you're saying even like toddler? Yeah, we're still, we're still, we're still kind of there-ish. Okay. Not always, not every day. Yeah. Well, it's actually nice to hear because um, we've also had um, I wouldn't say like troubles, but no, they're still waking up in the middle of the night. Um, so like, for example, last night, each of them woke up once, which for them, it's just once, but for right. me, my husband, it's, it's twice. twice. <laughs> exactly. So it was like, okay, we tried to get them in bed. They actually went to sleep better. Um, initially 2am baby girl, Adelina wakes up. She wants some milk 5.30am boy, Mateo wakes up. He wants some milk. So then, and then they all both wake up by seven. So, you know, your night has been uh, cut into pieces. <laughs> and and they're two. So like, you've already been through it. It's, it's been yeah. harder in the past. I'm assuming um it, it's it's hard to tell you know maybe I'm just tired <laughs> I can't tell what's hard and what's not anymore but um it is what it is and you know sometimes they're in their room sometimes they'll come and sleep in our bed it's there we're not really like super strict because I want them to feel that oh if I want to go sleep with mom and dad I can I don't want them to feel like I can't go in there or you know if she especially baby girl she's a little bit more attached when she sleeps like she likes to sleep with me as soon as she wakes up I hear mom, 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 you know and so I'm like oh so sometimes I'll go in there and sleep with them or my husband will go there and sleep with them we actually have a mattress next to their beds so there's like three beds in there so I mean it's fine whatever whatever makes them comfortable and know that that they're loved by us you know I mean as parents like what what more can, can you want yeah. that your child knows that you love them, you know? I mean, I would just have these nights with her where, and I was trying to put her down because I, I was, uh, uh, when she was an infant, I was worried about SIDS. What's it, SIDS? Yeah. Oh, yeah. everyone is. They, they scare you so much with that. Oh my I God, so... I was so yeah, terrified. Me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I was, I mean, I had, I had postpartum anxiety too. So it was like heightened. Mm -hmm. I finally mm -hmm. got on meds and it got better, but like, I was so scared. So I'd like bounce her and, and my partner has to go to work at like five o'clock in the morning. So he's not able to do that night with me as much. Okay. He did mm -hmm. it, but then he would just go to work with no sleep, like zero sleep or mm -hmm. one hour, yeah. which is like insane. Absolutely. And so I would be bouncing her and then I would like, you know, 30 minutes of bouncing, walking as slowly as possible to get her back to like the little crib, not the crib, but like this. The little the thing right in the bassinet right next to my bed. Yeah. I'd lay her down. She'd wake right up. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. I, I'd have baby girl in my arms and she would be fast asleep. And then, yeah, minute I put her down, bing, eyes open. So eventually, like, sometimes she even just slept 
in that little like wrappy thing that you would carry your baby in. Sometimes I just laid on my back and she laid on her stomach in the wrappy thing so that she wouldn't fall. Yes. Yes. Slept like that. And my Adam was like, you know, if you do that, you know, she's going to get really attached to you, which is totally fine. I'm just telling you later me, it might be a little, a little hard. And, um, honestly, I'm okay with it. I kind of like that she's attached and cause you know, eventually they turn into teenagers and they're going to they want you anymore. Yeah, so I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take it for as long <laughs> as I can, because someday she's going to be like, okay, bye. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine having twins with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they are different. Like, like baby boy, not so much. He, he likes his bed. So he'll usually stay in there all night. If he does wake up, it's for a little milk. We give him a little milk. He usually goes back to sleep. So maybe in that sense, maybe he is a little bit easier, but you know, you never know he has his nights. So it's kind of like a gamble every, every night. Okay. And then, uh, are you, were you breastfeeding? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. What is it like to breastfeed too? Mm-hmm. challenging. Yeah. Because it's yeah. just double, it's just double. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, I, I remember my mom telling me, Oh, breastfeeding is just, it's so wonderful. You just feel, you know, such like motherhood. And for me, it was like sweating and tears and trying to get them to latch on. And then one would fall off and then the other would. So it, it was challenging. I have to admit, um, I'm glad I was able to do it. I did it for seven, eight months. So I wanted to do it for a year just to give them as much as I could, you know, for myself, but we had to supplement from the beginning. Like I just did not produce enough. And I was that's like, what I, that's what I was thinking. Like, how, how are you making yeah. enough milk for these kids? Yeah, no, we had to supplement from the beginning. And I was like, uh, my, we would do shifts. So my husband would watch them so like I could get like at least like maybe five sometimes six hours sleep and he would take that shift and then then I'd wake up I'd pump and right when I woke up I would pump a lot and then you know we'd save that for like but by like uh 11 a.m okay all of everything I've pumped is gone and and okay <laughs> so and I always felt like they never got quite enough for me so then you know we'd supplement with the formula but which was fine um but yeah it, it just it was a challenge yeah I have to admit <laughs> Yeah, like after the second week, my left boob just didn't want to participate. Mm, yeah, yeah. After at the end of my breastfeeding, it was like mine was the same actually. My left one went out first, and I was like, "See ya." And then the right one kind of can't, you know, kind of like lingered on for another like three weeks. And then baby girl was like, "Uh, you don't have much left," and she would she didn't even want to anymore. And then baby boy hung on because he was a little more attached to the breastfeeding. He hung on for like another month and was like, "Okay, you you have nothing, mom." <laughs> Well, um, no, my bean was obsessed. Like I didn't even like want to do more than a year. And I ended up doing 18 months because okay. actually at that 18 month period, I was just like, how am I going to get her off here? Like, mm -hmm. but 18 months is, is good. Yeah. I mean, I mean sure. But like, you know, I wasn't one of those women, which yeah. goes to show you, you can't plan shit. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I told myself like, yeah, okay. Do a year. And then we stop. And then like, you know, binkies. No, let's not do binkies. Oh, they were binky kids. So they had the binkies until like 18 months. <laughs> well, and I wish I could put a binky in there. Didn't want it. I had, um, I have a friend right now who has a 18 to 18 ish month kid. And let me tell you, she's an even, even worse. It's, it's the one, but the, the child needs to be asleep with the mouth on the nipple. Oh, okay. That's hard. That's hard. So she's sleeping with the baby and the mouth on the nipple. I, I could 
take her mouth off the nipple and just put her on me, and then we could both sleep, right? Right, 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 right. Um, my friend Stephanie is not. She is like, what? It, what is happening? It's so hard. Um, and you okay. think you think you're gonna dictate your kids how they act, but then you, yeah, you, like I said, it's kind of like you don't plan it. They kind of tell you, and you kind of just tag along. Okay, we're doing this now. Well, and it's a nice lesson in like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I thought or even my partner, like, mm-hmm. if you don't try the one thing, like, I, I noticed this, like, I, I try to do something and I realized that she has to consent. Mm-hmm. I can't make her do anything. I literally can't make her brush her teeth. I can't make her open her mouth. She'll squeeze it tight mm-hmm. and won't let the toothbrush in. Like, she has to consent to everything. And I never mm-hmm. thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't make your child do anything. So you do have to, like, figure it out. Um, I'm, I'm pretty uh, strict when it comes to teeth brushing. I make them brush it. Like, I'll, I'll, like, I'll, like, twist the toothbrush to, like, cry. <laughs> but, and then I started to, like, make it a game, like. No, but you- after a while, they're consenting because it's a game. Yeah. Well, you just make it, you have to make it consistent. Like when I, we first started, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get them to brush their teeth? Like they have no idea what to do. Like they don't even know how to like open their mouth wide enough for me to get the little toothbrush in. Yeah. And then still to this day, I'll say, I'll tell them like, okay. And we do it in the shower because we shower at night and I'll just brush your teeth in the shower. And I'm like, okay, brushing your teeth. And then both of them usually will go, no. <laughs> and like turn around and like go in the corner of the shower and go, no. <laughs> And they just like to play that game. And I'm like, it's not an option. You know, like we have to brush your teeth. <laughs> Sorry. Right. But what I was saying is like physically, like you have to, you have to get them to come around in some other way. You can't physically make it happen. You have to like you do the create. things. You have to be create. You have to be creative. Um, Which makes uh, us kind of a more, I don't know, well-rounded, more creative people, right? I feel, yeah. feel like it us patience and creativity and a lot of patience. The other thing that, um, because I'm a mom, I'm a girl mom, like my friends who have boys, I'm like, what do you even do with them? Like, I don't <laughs> get it. Did you have any moments like that where you're like, what do I do with this thing? No, he, he's awesome. Like he he loves everything. He, he has this like connection with my husband with like his, his bongos and they play bongos together. And like, that's their thing that they do. Um, but he loves everything I mean yeah he's they're both just like super fun and active and they play with each other they fight with each other like there's always something going on so they they make it fun I don't have to like I like I come up with games but they're pretty good about being like yeah let's play with this let's play with that so oh that's awesome and um you have one of a girl and a boy do you imagine your family being just like this or 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 bigger I we thought we were going to have one. So when we said, okay, let's try to get pregnant. I thought like, okay, just one, you know, they have, they have friends, they have cousins. We'll go to the gym and they'll have friends at the gym. And then it turned out to be two. So great. Yeah. <laughs> what is it being? You need a poopoo? Okay, go. <laughs> is the, is the potty on the seat? No. no. Okay. Let's on it. One second. She's really good. She's really good. How old is she now? She's three and a half. Yeah, awesome. And every time she every she gets old, like I look at her now, and I'm like, you couldn't get any cuter than you are. And then she gets older, and then she gets cuter. 
theater, right? I know I look at, at back at infant baby pictures and I, back then I was like, they're so cute. But now I'm like, oh, they're so much cuter. I, I like that personality comes out and they start having real conversations with you. And you're like, oh my God, you're like a little human. Yeah. It's crazy how they go from just being this squish. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't, you know, respond or, and they look at you, but, and then, then they start saying words and they have feelings and it, it yeah, it is um, surreal, right? Yeah. Let's talk about you a little bit. Did, did you um, did you have a C-section? I did. Mm-hmm. Was it, it was, was planned? It, planned? So it was planned. Okay. I kind of felt like I uh, cheated a little bit because we oh, were like, girl. all right, uh, 3 p.m. We're going. Yep. You get the shot. I was a little nervous about the shot, but it went fine. Get the shot. Get get cut on open. And um, yeah, I kind of felt like, wow, I didn't go through labor. Like uh, as far as motherhood, that's like one of the big things that, you know, people think about. Yeah when you're giving birth and I just kind of just uh, went right around that. <laughs> but anyway, I always said, however they can come out healthy is best. So if I'm going to push, I'm going to push. If they're going to cut me open, cut me open. So, so did fine. they decide, did you and your doctors decide that like, like in the third trimester? Yeah, it was, uh, it was probably, yeah. I think it was in the third trimester because there was something with baby girl's umbilical cord where it was kind of like being, it could be squished on the way out and then she would lose oxygen. And I was like, at that point I said, no, just cut me open. I don't want to take any chances. Okay. And then, so with twins, sometimes they schedule it for a little earlier. So when did you go in? At uh, eight months. So 36 weeks. 36. Did they have to spend any time in the NICU? The baby girl did three days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they were small. They came out four pounds was baby boy, four pounds, 14 ounces was baby girl. And then her time in the NICU was just to make sure that her lungs were okay and that she was breathing. And, but it was, Oh, I have a funny story about her in the NICU. So this is her personality already coming out at birth. My husband went in to see her and I hadn't even seen her yet. Cause it was still within that like first 12 hours where you can't even get up or anything after the C-section. And he came back and he said, so I went to see Adelina and I picked her up. No, no, he couldn't even pick her up. So I looked at her and she gave me this look like, where have you been? She knew, <laughs> she knew that she had been left in a place and we weren't there with her, you know, and that's her personality. Like, where have you been? <laughs> Bean gives me that too. Well, I, her name's Willa May, but she gives me that too. Like yeah. you've been gone for yeah, yeah. so long. <laughs> and I was like teaching one 90 minute class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to them, it feels like a lifetime. Um, I've got friends who like have their kids at childcare for eight hours a day. I mean, she would be, she would be on strike yeah. if I did oh, that. Our kids couldn't handle it. Well, yeah. because you know, you, you train kids for everything and my, my, yeah. the people who have to do that, they train their kids for it and they're fine. But yeah, um, oh, oh my goodness, this bean comes in here wrapped in a sheet. <laughs> Can I wipe your butt? Yeah. Come here. Yeah. Let me wipe your butt on the podcast. Come here. Come here. Come here. Let me wipe it. Yeah. I was going to help you wipe. Good. She She's going to wipe yeah. you clean. Sometimes she likes to squeeze the buttocks while I'm trying to, and I'm like, that is not. That's not helpful. Helping. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen, take this. And put it in the toilet and flush your toilet. I'm not even going to edit that out. We're just going to leave it, right? We're just going to leave that. Good job, Mama. You got yeah, it. Yeah, you know, doing doing all the things at the same time. So so how was the, uh, how was the recovery then, getting back in the air? 
it, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't easy by any means. Um, I remember right at the six week mark after when they said, okay, you can go back, start doing, you know, light exercises. I said, okay, I'm going to lay down on the floor and let's try and see if I can sit up. And I couldn't sit up. <laughs> oh, shoot. And you're like, wow, something that I just didn't even think about before and took for granted, I now cannot do. And so I was completely like at zero. You felt you felt like you're just like a baby again at zero, just starting over. And of course, it was the abs, the most, the most weakest part were the abs, of course. Um, but we, I, I had a contract six months after. So you had, you had a timeline, you had to get in there. You didn't have a choice. Yeah, which was good. So it forced me to like, just get back. <laughs> well, and you're training now. It's, um, <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. Listen, let me put these draws on. Come here. Undies? Yeah. Undies? Yeah. What would you like to say to the listeners while you're putting your undies on? Uh, Not helpful. Uh, you should be able to put these on yourself. You're old enough. No. But we'll get there soon. Okay. Oh, no. We'll get there. We'll get there. Although she was probably trained pretty easily. I was very lucky. That's good. When? How old was she? Oh my! I think I blocked it out. It wasn't super early, but like she kind of did it herself. Like she, cool. yeah. That was one of the easier things. I'm like, okay, so you didn't give me the sleeping, but you gave me the pooping and peeing. Yeah. Okay, I'll take. I'll take one. Of the one two. thing over the other. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, but a a lot of moms have hard time getting back in because the schedule. But you're in the space because you're teaching. Yeah. So even if I don't feel like training, even throughout my teaching, I'm at least I'm like, okay, climbing and stretching and with the kids. And, and then we try to block out time for myself. If I have a gig coming up, I'm like, okay, we got to go to the gym, you know, and then my husband will like, you know, hold them for five minutes so I can do my run through or take them to the trampoline so I can run through my act, at least get a run through in. And, but yeah, the training is so different. It's not like before, you know, I don't train nearly as I did before and it's fine. You know, it's a different phase of my life and I try to just be more efficient with my training, but um, yeah, I do wish I had a little bit more time to train, but it's all right. Yeah. I, I say this all the time. I became like the most efficient, mm. most efficient, like ever. Yep. Um, like, you're like, Hey, got to get it done. Get in. Yeah. Do like for example, um, I don't teach a lot of hoop. Like I, I teach her at the loft in, in LA and they make me teach that they're like sucks class carry take. They just make, they're like, here, I, I think I teach like in a week, like seven, eight sucks classes in a week. Yeah. And so randomly I'll sub a hoop class. And mm -hmm. last night and tonight I'm subbing the advanced hoop at the loft. Uh -huh. And I'll have the idea in my mind. And I kind of consider myself now at 46 um, more of an aerial choreographer than, a, than an aerial performer. Um, and that has become obvious to me in the last couple months. Hmm. Because I go teach the class and I'm just so happy watching them and seeing what I've created on them. And I have no desire necessarily to do it myself with the music. Yeah. And you're at that phase and you're okay with it, which is the most important, you know, you have to be okay with where you're at and, and our lives change and our priorities change and our focus changes, which is normal. Are you starting to feel that at all yourself? Um, not yet. I still love to be on stage. I still love to perform, but right now what I'm finding is that I think that all of the things every day that, that we do with our kids 
kind of don't leave room for that creative mind. And now I'm just like, okay, I'm going to run through my act and make sure my act is good in case I get a gig. I'm going to train to make sure I stay healthy, but I don't have time for that creativeness, not in my classes, like that personal creativity. Right. Right. So it would be great. Like I do have other goals and visions for myself to do another act. Um, but right now I haven't yet prioritized that time to say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to schedule this time just for my, my creative side of Ariel and what I want to do because everything else has taken precedent to that, our company, our classes, the kids, of course. And then if there is a gig coming up, just making sure my stamina is there so I can make it through the act. Uh, and you're not sad about that shift? Not right now. No, I think there will there will come a time. I think right now the the kids are the most important, and I want to be there for them, and I want to I want them to be a part of it. You know, I don't want to say, okay, I'm I'm going to leave you. I'm going to go to the gym because because I want to you know do whatever. I want them to be at the gym running around. Now, yeah, it's harder because like, oh, they need me. They want to play. Eventually, when they get older, I feel like, yeah, oh, I'm going to go off and jump on the trampoline on my own. I'm going to I'm going to go over here and play with play with my friends here. So I think it'll get easier as they understand more of the dynamics at the gym and that, OK, mom's going to do her training now. So I'm going to go over here and play play with each other. Right. They do have each other, which is amazing. Right. They do play together. So, yeah, I'm completely comfortable with that. And I know that right now at two years old, it's just they're, they're needing us all, all the time, you know, it's constant and that's okay because I know eventually that will, that yeah. dynamic will change a little bit, you know, and they'll be able yeah. to play with each other. And then, you know, maybe I'll have some more time for more like creative work for myself, you know, and right now it's more like creative work for the students, which is great. We have a lot of students in our classes that are going to festivals. We're going to the San Diego uh, circus festival in August. We did uh, Viva Fest, a festival in Dallas, which was like a um, collaboration between Lone Star Circus and then my husband's family circus, Vasquez, Hermanos Vasquez. So um, yeah, we've been able to do a lot of festivals. So it's great still having that creativity in your classes and helping the kids and just helping fine tune their their acts. Um, and yeah, for me, for my personal, it, more will come later, but for this moment, I'm happy with where it's at. Um, I feel like in that same vein, so basically I didn't have... The only time I had to work out what I was teaching them was like 15 minutes before class, mm -hmm. right? And like previous to having her, I would, I would put hours in to work mm -hmm. on something, right? So I worked it out in my head. I worked it out in my head. And then I just checked the 15 minutes that it was possible. And then that's it. That's all I did. And then I taught class. And it was great. Yeah, you have to, you have to just really time crunch and cause we're in a different point in our lives, which is fine. It's normal. And, um, and this won't, won't always last like this either. So let's take advantage and they need us right now, you know, so much and all day long, which is great. I love that. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I ask how old you are now? I'm 40. You're 40. Okay. Yeah, just turned 40 in April. Yeah. Well, happy dirty forties. How do you feel? Ooh. Thanks. Um, I don't know. Same. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to think. <laughs> uh, my body does not feel the same. Like I, uh, like this year I'm starting to wonder if I'm having like perimetopause stuff. Happen. Oh, okay. I don't know when that starts, but. Well, it can start 10 years before your actual menopause. Oh, okay. Where your hormones start fluctuating. And I talked okay. to my OB about it recently and she's like, you're just getting older. I was like, I don't think that's the answer I wanted to hear. 
Yeah, no, no, no. They never <laughs> give you the answer you want to hear. But I think that there's a, a, a needle thread there. I think that there's some hormone balancing stuff happening. Or be, maybe that's just the voodoo that I believe, or maybe that's because Instagram is now sending me every single ad about hormone balancing because I watched a reel about hormone balancing for two seconds too long. Mm-hmm. That's what's mm-hmm. happening there. <laughs> But also the lack of sleep. I mean, not getting enough sleep will make you crazy. Some days I felt like, wow, I'm like a little bit nutso here, like super emotional. And I, you know, I wasn't, I mean, I'm an emotional person and sensitive, but it was like off the charts. And it's, it's a lot of it is lack of sleep, I think. Um, honestly, I don't know how I got through the fourth trimester because I barely sleep. And I'm a person who needs like eight Mm-hmm. eight hours. Yeah. Oh, I was a great sleeper before kids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So like now that we're so many years after like the infant stage, mm-hmm. if she doesn't have a good night, I'm wrecked the next day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did I do this every single day for months? I think that I was on the verge of like having a nervous breakdown. I think like, I think it's also adrenaline. I feel like some days you're just go, go, go. And you're like, okay, I got to make the lunches and do this and the laundry. And, then, and you're like running on fumes and caffeine and adrenaline. And sometimes, and then by like, you know, four or 5 PM, you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then you have to go teach. So, and then you, you have to go teach. And so because <laughs> the twins, like, um, for example, I have issues around like, oh, can I drop her off at you so I have to teach his classes? My, my, my partner works a lot. So how is that childcare situation with the two? We try to make our teaching schedule opposite or we'll be like, okay, we have two private lessons. So we're going to schedule one this hour, you watch the kids and then we'll flip-flop. I'll watch the kids and I'll teach and you teach it. It's, it's like that basically. At my husband's cousin is one of our babysitters and she's amazing with them. She and his sister as well. She's fantastic. I mean, but at, at the same time, like his sister also has her kids, her full-time job, you know? So it's, I always right. feel... Like, oh, can I feel bad asking because I know how busy everyone is, um, but she's great with them. And really, those are like really the only two people that can watch them by themselves because there's two, you know, it's not the same. Um, but otherwise, um, yeah, so those are our main babysitters. But otherwise, yeah, we try to make it work. We try to schedule it out where either my husband's with them or I'm with them or we're all in the gym together and we can kind of keep our eye on them. Sometimes, though, we've had to ask parents. We'll have to I'll text them and say, hey, we have like an overlap of 45 minutes. Right. Can you just, just kind of be with them? And the parents are awesome. Honestly, like all the kids that we have, we've been so fortunate to really attract good families in our program. Our parents are amazing, amazing parents. They're super supportive and fun. And like, we're really like getting to know them and and personal with them and they love the babies. So it's, it's really been, we've been fortunate in that sense. Lizanne, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was fun chatting. I feel like we could chat for hours longer. You know, that is the, one of the things, the blessing of this podcast. I feel that way about every single person that I've talked to. And I don't know, like 50, 60% of you yeah. guys before yeah. we get on the phone. And yeah. I don't do, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's laziness. I don't think it's laziness necessarily, or just like not having the time, but I don't prep a lot because I like to like find out. I like being curious within the interview yeah, and, um, and it works out for me not doing more work than I need to anyway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it works out on both ends. There's, there's just a lot in, in common as far as, you know, what we're going through. And every time I meet another mom, it's always 
questions and answers and, oh, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And it's great. I love chatting with other moms. And I've even reached out to some other like twin moms on Instagram and asked them about their twins and stuff. It's cool. It's like awesome to be part of the mom community. And then the mom community who are also, you know, aerial artists and performers. And that's like a whole, a whole nother level of what we have in common. So it's nice. Well, and I'm a part of a podcast group. It's a wellness group. And the CEO like reached out to me. He's like, so, so you have really, really tried to niche down, haven't you? Expecting aerialist. I was like, but you would be surprised how big this community is actually. Yeah, it's huge. And what a privilege it is for our kids to like grow up in that, right? Like to be able to go with mom and dad to the gym and, and just, uh, you know, run around and see mom in the air doing her thing. I think it's cool. Like last weekend we just went, I had a contract in um, Kentucky and we, my husband got a video of like me in the air and then the kids watching and it was amazing. And then think like 10 years from now, you watch that. Oh, you saw mom when she was working and yeah, it's, it's, it's super special. Oh my God, Lizana! I just wanted to like stand the phone with you and go to coffee. You know, like this this community, we're just so, just so similar in so many ways. I get along like it's it's like it's like a community of besties, right? So thanks so much to Sarah Ronowski for bringing us together. Um, she really uh, has that that LA Vegas community that I am not a part of and. Um, I want to I wanna talk to more of you guys from Vegas because there's tons of you guys out there just killing it. All right. Uh, I'm cooking stuff in the kitchen for uh, Wrap Your Head Around Silks. I will let you guys know of some new stuff coming up very soon. And then, and then, and then, and then, roll it out. Please join me Sundays and Tuesdays for, um, for class. Let's do an hour of rolling together. It's so, uh, it's so beneficial. I, I was going to say fun, but more, more so it's beneficial. Yeah, you want to say, um, you want to say please honor us with a five-star rating. Peace stars and five rating. Yeah, five star rating and a review. And um, please keep listening. We appreciate you. If you want to be on this podcast, somebody emailed me recently. They're like, how do you get on? I was like, that's how you just talk to me. And um, I want the stories to be diverse um, when it comes to like what level of aerial you're at and where you're at in your life. And um, and yeah, and all the things. Uh, we are so hot here in LA. Say, are you hot? Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. So we're going to watch Amanda in the movie. Yeah, so we might watch Brave tonight. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a bad, bad guy. Well, there's not really a bad guy in that one. It's more like the mom and daughter trying to figure out it out together because they're kind of mad at each other. She asked me today if I still love her, if I'm irritated. I said, of course. I love you no matter what. Right? I can get irritated, but it doesn't matter. I still love my baby. Mama and, and the daughter are mad. Why are they mad? And I don't yeah, know. they just got into an argument. All right, guys. Um, and I don't know why they are. Why they're but, mad. Can we see See you guys later? But we are at Listen of Fireflies. Yeah. We're doing everything. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everything we do together. Yes. All right. Over and out. That's it. Say bye, podcast listeners. Over and out. This is Expecting Aerialist with Digital Podcast. Bye. Bye.